the biggest highlight, or I just can't call it highlight, it's the biggest thing God has been doing for me is He has unlocked something inside of me uh, that is a big hunger and desire to know Him more, to know the Father, to know the uh, Holy Spirit, to know Jesus, to see what He sees, to know what He knows, to uh, to hear what He wants to say. And that is such a deep desire in me, which, which has been growing during Luminate, and the revelation to uh, that I'm actually one with the living God. I'm one with, with Him. And um, it has set me free from an orphan spirit, because I know I'm a son of God. Yeah, another big highlight was uh, the uh, to discover the supernatural world, uh, that it's actually something accessible right now and every hour of the day. To learn how to live uh, in this heavenly realm uh, was a significant thing for me, uh, spe specifically the prophetic. Um, I actually found out that it works, <laughs> it really does. And uh, also the same thing with dreams. I've never paid too much attention about dreams, but I discovered it. it's a very important way of God communicating uh, to his people. And it's an exciting journey to learn how to interpret dreams and to find out what, what God wants, wants to say. Another huge thing for me during Luminate was the transparency and the love of uh, the whole leadership team uh, to see how they pour out their lives and I've, I've actually I've seen that they live what they teach and it is such an inspiration. to illuminate yeah it's one, one thing very important to realize is this is and today I believe a lot of people are going to have a hectic upgrade in their self-image all right so just that's a, as a as a, a, a bit of a preamble but the Lord's speaking all the time but people haven't learned to speak his language and so with illuminate what happens is that well, you'll be shocked if you studied books like Daniel Zechariah Revelation, you actually, it's like doing a heavenly Rosetta Stone because he speaks and when we start to, it, 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 our, our vocabulary increases, but we, the problem is, is we make God a Westerner and he ain't. He's not English, he's not Australian. And so that's why he says, my ways are not your ways. So, so Luminate's very good to tune people into that, but then people have to navigate their stuff. And so we could all, we can, you know, in one Simpson episode, I remember, is that Homer advised Marge to take all her fear and pain and squish it all together and push it deep down inside so it never bothers him again. So there's that option. Or you can engage that inner world and, it's, and it can be a bit scary and confronting and there's levels of, you know, there's levels of stepping out of the boat into the water and the risk. So uh, we're taking expressions of interest. So I'd encourage you guys to engage that sooner rather than later if the Lord's speaking to you about it. But it is, it is transformative. Um, and yeah, we, we don't call them interns anymore, but the people who do Luminate, nearly everyone will get interned inside out, okay? It's just, <laughs> this is not a new phenomenon. Okay, all right, Holy Ghost, thank you for today. We just thank you for the mind of Christ. We just thank you today for uh, showing us things from your perspective not from an earthly perspective. I just thank you, Lord God, that, that you want us to think like you. You want us to think your thoughts. You want to un us to understand your way. So today, Lord, I just thank you. We just come against any wackiness in the atmosphere, anything demonic, we bind it in Jesus' name. And we just thank you right now for the word of the Lord going forth. And I thank you for the two-edged sword cutting away anything that's sort of connected to orphan spirit or poverty or religion. Bless your word in Jesus' name, amen. So it's really important who you think you actually are. And I think most of us have got it wrong. We're probably a lot better than we understand. But this is, but I am not Anthony Robbins. 
And this is not motivational speaking, but I think that, that we've got to be very careful we don't make God Australian. We actually have to let the Word of God speak. Let the Logos speak. And when you let the word Logos speak, through whether it's exegesis or, or, or anything along that, that pathway, we could be shocked how un-Australian and how Western the Lord is. Because unfortunately, when we start to read the Word, we see that a lot of the way we live in the West unto the Lord is a derivative. And we could be shocked. So this is what's really, really cool because Jesus said, you'll know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. So anything about God and the truth must be so amazing that it has an immediate impact. So the truth isn't scary. The truth is so amazing, we should desire it and it set us free. So we find out who we actually are. So this is, so we've been talking about, this is a year, I believe the Lord, not necessarily because of the Gregorian calendar, but because the number 24 is so prominent, 24 elders, 24 hours, heavenly government over cycles of time. And so that sounds all so fancy, but it's just the word of the Lord and we, we break it down. And I, I can't say this enough, and I'm, I, I'm gonna put it in the beginning like I have been in prior weeks. God appeared to Solomon and said, ask anything. And he said, I want an understanding heart so I may judge your people and by extension govern. I wanna be your representative on the earth. God was so pleased that Solomon got it in that prayer he gave him everything else that he didn't ask for. This is, so we need to know what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord is governing in His name on the earth in His stead. So then we see the equivalent in the New Testament is Matthew 6.33 and everyone obsessing about what they're gonna wear, where they're gonna, what they're gonna eat, where they're gonna live. And the Lord, Jesus says, don't worry about that. You can't change anything about worrying about that. However, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all these things will be added. Because the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, that just seemed a little bit out of context. But we know that the foundation of his throne, according to Psalm 89, is righteousness and justice. So when we choose to allow the Lord to govern in us and through us, we end up with everything. There's some crazy thing Paul says. He says, all things are yours. All things are yours. We've got to be delivered of the derivative that is called Western Christianity because it doesn't work and it won't work in the face of genuine pressure. It won't, it, it will wilt. And so that's why we have to be established on the rock, established in Christ in heavenly places. So that being said, they were challenging Jesus about the fact that he said he was the son of God. And the book of John is, is very much focused on the deity of Christ. It's pretty incredible. I remember... I uh, grew up in the eastern suburbs down the road and there was a, uh, that my next door neighbour house that, that was uh, owned by the house two doors down. And I remember, um, you know, Tim Hall lived in the house next door to me for a while and uh, Greg Johnson, he ended up being running the Bible College at uh, uh, Paradise, which has got a new name. Um, and uh, was it Futures? Futures, yep. And then uh, I remember after that, Jackie moved in and she led me to the Lord, etc. But way before that happened, I remember the family down the road, they were board members. I remember walking down the street as a kid, seeing this big sticker on the window. Jesus is Lord. I'm thinking, what does that even mean? It was so abstract. You don't walk around the street, Jesus is Lord. I go, what, what, what's, you know, basically Jesus is God. And that's a big, big deal. And that's, this is why, when Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, and he says, Peter, blessed are you. You didn't work this out in your own brain. The, my, our father revealed it to you. Flesh and blood didn't. So based on this, we're going to, I'm gonna build my ecclesia. So this is a really, really big deal. And what we have to do is we, we need to know that he's the firstborn among many brethren. That he's our example. He's at the captain and an author of our faith and, and of our confession. He's the apostle and high priest of everything we do. So Jesus is not just our forerunner, he's also our template. So I, I'm, I'm inspired by people like David. I'm inspired by people like Daniel. However, they're not my template. Jesus is my template. So as opposed to just the WWJD wristbands, not, uh, not shaving and wearing a saffron robe, is that we need to understand God's ways so we actually can cooperate with what He wants to do and not get stuck in that realm of the derivative where there's no power. 
So they challenged him about being the son of God and John chapter 10, verses 34 to 36 says this. And it, boy, does it escalate. How are we going with that? John 10. Jesus answered and said, is it not written in your law? I said, you are God's. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the son of God? And you go, well, 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 that escalated. Because in the Psalms, the Lord said, I said, you are gods. And we're gonna go, we're gonna go there because it's very, very, very interesting. Because when you start to realise who you really are, it changes everything. Because the devil wants you to live in that powerless derivative. Remember, is they called them Christians in Antioch as a label. And I don't think it was a slur per se. Christ anointed one, Christians little anointed one. I think it's fantastic. And that is clearly the label we have. But if we see ourselves like that, we get stuck. We don't see sonship, inheritance, ruling and reigning, dominion, what is to occupy gates, what is to be on the tops of the mountains. So, so this is really, really fascinating. And that we know, because uh, uh, we've got to make sure what we believe, does that reinforce the spirit of oneness that we're one with the Lord or separation? This is really important. These are not semantics. It's not some sort of cute little theological statement. Either Jesus was correct when he said, in Luke 17, 20, 21, the kingdom of, the, of God will not come with observation for the kingdom of God is within you. And that in itself wrecks people's brain. It just does. I, mean, I could camp on that like, I could camp on that song forever. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that scripture, just, just the kingdom of God is within. Does that mean the world's in your belly button? No, it means the inner world is connected to eternity. That's why it says in Ecclesiastes, it put eternity in the heart of man. So here Jesus said, I said, you are God's. And so we go, what does that look like? Because this is coming through Psalms. Let's have a look at Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. For I consider that the suffering uh, of this present time, or eon, I would think it's the words eon, uh, is not worthy to be compared with the glory. Look at this. The glory which will be revealed where? Where? In us. Come on. You go, my goodness, the glory revealed in us. The mystery that was hidden for ages and generations, that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I believe you could meditate the fact that Jesus lives inside of you to the point where John 14 says, if you continually meditate on this, he will manifest himself to you. But the Western derivative thinks that's too radical. It's actually a poverty spirit and we reject the Lord. We don't want the cost of intimacy and power but if we, he said, Jesus clearly said, not only that if you live, if you keep his word, Tereo, right? Not only will he manifest himself. To, we should be expecting experiencing Jesus. Come on, can someone say amen? This is what's so exciting. I pray to God like that I would not be the limiting factor in your faith. God help me. If, I'm, if I could put a lid on your experience, I'm more like that be free. <laughs> I'm all that guy. But it's like, you, you, Jesus said, if you stay in my word, I will, not only will I manifest myself to you, me and my, our Father will make our home. We should be having, as, 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 as a normal reality, constant encounters with the Lord. This, can someone say amen to that? And so this is what's so exciting because it, you can't engage the heavenly mandate of governance unless you really know who you are because it's not an overreach. So let's go back down to, let's go back to uh, Romans 8, the first part of the verse. The glory revealed in us. What's the next part? For the earnest expectation of creation. Not much, just creation. Well, okay, uh, uh, let's do a synonym. Everything. For the earnest expectation of Everything. Paul says, all things are yours. Whether life, death, this life, the next life, and all things are Christ's. So we've got to actually start to realise this heavenly governance thing starts with us readjusting our perspective. Because there's nothing that's not under your feet because you're already in Christ in heavenly places. That's not future. That's now, and then we get to walk it out. You know when God says to, uh, just, just keep that up. 
When God says to Joshua, this land I have given you, this land I am giving you, wait, 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 which one? It's already belongs to Joshua, but he's got to walk it out. It's the perfect present future tense combination. It's not just sort of like, yes, I have all things. And then you're getting your, you're getting your brains beaten in. You actually have to put your foot on the Jordan for it to part. You have to step out in faith on the word of the Lord. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. And the word here, there's a, couple, there's a few words for sons. One's technon, which is a child. Child needs to be babysat, okay? This is a, this is a big deal, okay? So the word technon is it needs a babysitter. It needs a teacher. It needs someone, go, you know, it needs a wet nurse. It needs a nanny. And there are, there's a lot of them. <laughs> but what happens is this. It's huios. This is the word huios. is a mature son. The mature son runs the estate. This is what's so cool. But we've got to see that we're not overreaching and we're not functioning in presumption. This is what God says of you. And when you walk it out in faith, is that you are a huios. You are a mature son as you grow from faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith. So, we could say all of creation's waiting, but everything's waiting for the sons of God to realise who they actually are. And that's exciting. And it talks about the glory revealed in us. Walking portals, walking Jacob's ladders. Lift up your heads or your gates, your everlasting doors. You know, oh, hang on, that's talking about, no, no, Jesus is the door to the sheep. We're doors to the door. We're doors in the door. Okay, don't make me sing Riders on the Storm. Okay, so this is really, really cool. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna to go to the source code or the, the proof text, or I'm not trying to prove anything, I just want us to journey this, because this is pretty hectic. Let's do Psalm 82, Psalm 82. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges, I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. So he judges among the gods. That's not the, the, the pantheon or anything like that, even though there's been some crazy stuff happen. But God's judging amongst the gods. And the word there is Elohim, okay? Yep. God says, how long will you judge unjustly? Now, what you have, let's go back to the first part. I want you to understand the word Elohim for a minute. Uh, what have we got here? Yeah. Uh, it's plural. So when you see the word El, it's, it's like a, 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 a prefix and a suffix. You've got Gabriel, Michael, Michael. Okay, uh, and then you've got El Shaddai, and then, but here we have Elohim, all right? So what it actually means um, here, Supreme God, uh, it's a superlative, can mean angels, heavenly family. We've got to understand how the Bible's written. It's just not so cookie cutter. There are mysteries that we won't understand until we actually, the Lord shows them to us. But he uses the word Elohim also for angels, right? So what we have here, but here it actually, it seems to be the application here tends to be judges and magistrates. So we go, oh, Shika, there we go. All right, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges amongst the judges. God judges amongst the magistrates, but he used the word Elohim, so it's heavenly. So let's go down. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Pause and meditate. If we had time. All right, next one. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Yep. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. They do not know, nor they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. I said you are Elohim. Who's finding this fascinating? This is fascinating because, because if there's a chance, it means what we think it does, it's a game changer. It, it's a game changer. Uh, what else do we have? Hang on. Now, the, the next part, which I won't read, it says, if you, if you don't walk with the Lord, you'll die like men. So people go, oh, this is clearly not mankind, this, this passage of Scripture. But I beg to differ. Because what we have here, it is God's people 
It's our our calling and mandate to rule and be judges on the earth. We're mandated to do that. But what happens, it feels so wacky because we've come under the derivative called Western Christianity. And you go, whoa, and then people by default defer in isolation to things like the Sermon on the Mount. And so we go, what, what, we went to be ruled. It's not what I'm saying, it's what the Word of God says. And this is what's crazy, is that the Lord is saying to you, and we'll show this in a minute, He said, I have called you, I'm judging judges. But you've got people who don't even know they're meant to be judges. We just think we're just gonna just do our best. And, 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 and we've been talking about the nuances of this because judgments and the prophetic go hand in hand. And it's not about our job is to hand out punishment and condemn because Jesus didn't come into the world, John 3, 17, to condemn the world, but to save the world. But what happens, there are demonic principalities and lies and structures and ideologies and cultural ingrained practices that need to be straightened up so we see a manifestation of God on the earth. That's what judgment's about. So remember, it's making the crooked way straight. It's making valleys like this. And so we've been taught out of a poverty orphan mentality, it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse and then the kingdom will manifest. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we are the forerunners to make the crooked way straight. This is, so, this is the best job in eternity. Think of the honour attached to that. When you think orphan spirit, going, oh, I wish I was born right, you know, uh, uh, I wish I was the next door neighbour to Brownsville in the 1990s. Or Pence, you know, or, or uh, 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 Toronto. God put, gave you a better job. He's put you in a historic cycle in the world where we need to see things change. Can someone say amen? And this is why we have to see, now this is really, really cool because we, if we see what he's saying, so we've got to let the Word of God speak. So you're going, okay. Well, now remember, Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does that look like? So this is how it gets activated. If you don't activate it, it's just like, it's just stuck in the book. And you still think like just a normal person. Let's go to Second Peter. I love this. Second Peter. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's a lot of stuff. Did you know the Scripture and the Spirit of God bears witness to that you, have already, you already have all things? That's what it says. That's what it says. You already have all things. So when we get stuck in the matrix of time-space paradigm, when we pray, oh God, we'll answer my prayer. That's not what it says. Ephesians 1.3 says, we're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It says here, we've already been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. This is really amazing. Is anyone half excited? This is incredible. All things pertaining to life and godliness has given, given to us past tense. How? How? Through the knowledge of Him. I want you to see your Bible very differently. Through knowing the Lord, you lay a hold everything that's already belongs to you. This is so cool. So rather than go, so it, what, what happens is it, and this has been quite some time for me personally, I don't read Scripture out of obligation or I'm disciplined. I just am addicted to it. I love it. I love the Word. It talks to me. I can, what, what's so amazing about the Word is you can read something you've read for 20 years and on a given day, the Lord speaks completely different through a Scripture you've become overly familiar with but never understood. That's why the Word of God is amazing. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to derivative Western powerless stuff, but be transformed realising that, that, that all of creation or everything is waiting for mature, we are sons. And the Lord says, I said you are judges, I said you are gods. So we're not, I'm not necessarily gonna use that language because people are gonna really trip out over it, but don't trip out on me, trip out over the Bible because this is what God's saying. It's so cool. Because we just, we just, we, we just so cookie cut of the supernatural and we get there to the point where when we don't engage by faith and we don't manifest the glory, we build theology around our failure. As opposed to just getting so excited with what, the God's, with what God's saying and things come into our lives. It's so amazing. This is why we do see cancers uh, disappear. This is why we do see crazy uh, financial miracles. And, and all. It's, it's insane because we're, we're trading from a certain place of victory in Christ 
and then we're just walking it out in the time realm here. So all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Now He called us by glory and virtue. What's the next bit? By which we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises. That through these promises, you may be partakers. What does it say? Of the divine nature. (laughs) Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So what you have here is God says, you, you, you confess Christ and now he lives in you. You get quickened, born from above. But what happens now is we go through a process of discovering who we already are. This is what's so cool. But you get people, if you, if, you, if, you, if you struggle to engage prayer or the Word, which, you know, those are nice ways to put it, we, you stumble out of the gate and it's always just, and you get stuck in that place where you, you've got to see that you, you are partakers of the divine nature. It's incredible. You know, when you, uh, 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 um, you know, you know the story with me and Rachel walking down Rundle Mall. <laughs> And a guy with a demon screamed out my name. Now I guarantee you, he would have seen the, this demon would have seen the Lord. Would have seen the Lord. Because if the demon just saw me, he would have gone. <laughs> he saw the Lord. He saw light. He saw something and he freaked out. And I'm sort of like, got my bag, I'm going, we're going to stay somewhere. So like, what was that? And she goes, this guy's calling Angel, wife. It was full, it was awesome. I'm glad there were, he was a distance away. We have been enduring some abuse of late, but don't worry about that. <laughs> Glory. And so, so we partake of the divine nature. Who's excited about this? Every time you meditate in the Word, you, you, it's, 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 it's Jesus. A, a, a guy, it's actually good, this is actually very, very on point, doing the usual off script. Um, I remember this guy had this vision and it was he, him and Jesus were holding hands and they're walking through a tunnel of fire. The tunnel of fire represent extreme pressure and trial. And what happened is that him and Jesus were walking through this tunnel of fire and out the end came two Jesuses. This is what God is doing. This is when you feel pressure, rejoice. This is so cool, but we have a job to do. We're not, we, didn't, we, we weren't sent here to survive. We were here to rule. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, you know, do your doomsday prep, whatever you think's appropriate. You probably won't need it, okay? But hey, you never know. But what we have is it says here, it says we are partakers of divine nature through exceedingly great and precious promises. In other words, God's Word does not return void. When you get into the Word of God, it is the incorruptible seed. It's incorruptible. That incorruptible seed comes on this soil, the heart, but it mixes with your spirit, right? Those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. And all of a sudden, you know, my life is constantly doing things I can't do. I don't even know what I can't do. No, I mean that. I don't think about what I can or can't do. I just go, what has he said? I mean, you know, constantly. And just like, the, even today, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, righteously worship, prayers to God, and, and, and I'm enjoying it. But a, a, an old thought, <sighs> don't, don't screw this up, Todd. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, oh, he's all Where's it gonna go from there? I held the microphone, hello. You know, and no, it's an old, old, old mindset, right? But generally I'm dead man walking. You know, sort of I've got the microphone. How do you feel when you speak? I feel nothing. I don't. I just got, I got one job. And so I'm not aware what I can't do simply because I just do what I'm meant to do. So, and, and God's constantly getting me to do things I can't do. So this is a really, really big deal. Because as you get into the Word, as you meditate in it, the kingdom of heaven is like someone sowed seed, which is a divine Word, different, different soul types. When you pray, when you pray in tongues, when you fast, you're removing some of those, those veils. It's just, it's just so cool. It's so amazing. My, I just, this is, this, this is a limitless 
subject matter because we are in training for reigning. Now, what happens is this. I believe something on a Reformation level basis is going to become apparent to the church about governance and even the prophetic. Because what's happened, we've come under something that God didn't put on us. We've come under something that the Lord didn't put on us. You know, right now, God's children should be sitting in all the high gates in the nations. But what happened, we haven't been taught that. So we are in our conscious mind on the plains under enduring sniper fire. This is why a very small percentage of people rule the world because they took the gates. They took the gates and the mountains that the church are meant to occupy. Magical thinking, we, we've replaced faith with magical thinking. The amount of money that's flowing through to so many causes, whether it's the Gaza Strip. The, okay, this is important. We all know in the natural, politics is quite boring. And you're going, you're saying field of dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get two people in a room and you get politics. We've got to see governance. And what's happened, this is what's happened. Much of the body of Christ go, it's beyond me because we've been dumbed down. We've been dumbed down. Because there's been an overemphasis on be loyal to the vision of the house. Don't think for yourself. This is hectic. We're coming out of this stuff. <laughs> because as we, we talked about before, uh, I got this from John Paul Jackson, the ecclesia is mentioned four times in Scripture by Jesus. The kingdom of God is mentioned 100 times by Jesus and justice is mentioned over 500 times. And so we've got these people, the fear of man bred into the saints. We should be taking these gates. So here you've got this interesting situation where you've got a narrative through the media. So remember with Trump, orange man bad. Russia, Russia, Russia. The new, you know, there's a lot of people just ready to protest and they're they're like, what do you want about? I'm for the new thing, you know, like, like, is it, they don't, people don't know what they're on about because the average person has chosen to abdicate that place of knowledge and, and rulership. So what you have is you've got something that's really upset the apple cart is an interview by Tucker Carlson with Vladimir Putin and no one's painting him as an angel. But on this, in this interview, he, uh, by the way, who's watched it already? Who's watched it? Oh, come on. Okay, if you haven't watched it, watch it and, and weigh it and judge it yourself. Tucker Carlson tries to pull him to the Christianity dimension, the supernatural and sort of like... Um, that one didn't fly. So, however, he made it very clear that they went to Istanbul to sign peace accords, that NATO was provoking and breaking the Minsk Accords, that NATO were pushing this agenda of signing up more nations and pushing into Russian territory, a little bit like the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that Putin actually said they went to Istanbul and they prepared this, these papers to sign off, even they had done pre-signatures, and then, because this is a big deal, whether it's Australians, Australians or Europeans, this is the unjust nature. There's a completely avoidable war that very, very powerful people in the world are pushing that are gonna wipe out the next generation. It's disgusting. So, what, so, so this is completely avoidable, but they don't wanna avoid it. And then I just come up on my feed. I believe this is your money. There's no such thing as government money. It is taxpayer money. I believe what we've given to the Ukraine thing, not Ukraine, but to Zelensky and co, nearly a billion dollars of taxpayer money. Now what happens, unfortunately, I've got to call it, and you guys are an exception, so if you feel abused today, it's just online. <laughs> We're getting, stuff's getting stolen. And the church has become so... Uh, and we, 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 we all we were obsessed with the grassroots stuff and we're not governing. We, we've abdicated these high places because the political mountain or government has been like it's over here and no one can make the effort to understand what's going on. Next minute you know, governments are making decisions not in your best interest because of lobbyists, because of BlackRock or whatever. And this is really serious because we're talking about, right, we, we're getting, I think we're being delivered from a, 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 we're in a post-hyper-personal-prosperity paradigm. 
We've got to seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. God's about justice. And he talked about the fatherless, the widow, etc. But we've got to get our head into where God's head is. You've got churches wanting revival, but what are they going to do with revival? Do you know what I'm saying? And this is why we get, it's the, the, the glory, the knowledge of the glory is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. But we have to rule and reign in this, in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen? amen. So we should be, you know, the church should be crazy rich. And I'm not talking about people, you know, walking around like Superfly with a big hat and a big feather bow and the rings and, you know, God's good. I'm not talking about that. But to, to buy things that are going to serve Jesus' kingdom, you know, we, 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 there's too much poverty in the church. And you go, you go, you go to, I was in uh, flipping heck, the money in the Middle East. It's obscene. Achoo, there's a billion dollars. No, but we, we, we've got to get delivered because we've got to see that we are partakers of the divine nature and we're meant to be ruling and reigning with Him. Hallelujah. And so there's no room for that poverty mentality. Okay, 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Again, we've said this before. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Yep. Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? So we've seen something being removed from the heart of church culture and that are judgments and it is not condemning. We have to get rid of the log so we can speak to the speck. And then right after it says, by their fruits you shall know them, which is discerning and understanding heart and judgment. And what we actually have is that God did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world, but there are demonic structures, Babylonian structures, ideologies that need to be judged. And those demons need to get sent packing back into the abyss. Can someone say amen? This is, this is really, really important because this is the year of God's revealing heavenly government. Oh yeah, I love this one. Okay. So Jesus resurrects. And he appears only to believers that we know of. And there was a, a lot of the saints were resurrected. Joseph, it, you know, it's so random. He gave strict instructions, take my bones from Egypt and put them to Jerusalem. I want them to be right in the hot spot, in the power source. As many of the saints were seen walking around the place. But you know what? We, we know that Jesus appeared to the, the 11. Remember, one of them didn't make it. Son of perdition. And then he appeared to Paul out of, uh, as one born out of due time, or in due time, should I say. And then he appeared, he did a, he, Jesus did a meeting of 500 people. But he didn't appear to the Sanhedrin, Pilate. He didn't sp- go to the temple. He, this is so mind-blowing. We've got to understand God's wisdom. God manifests to Israel the plagues, the sea, the man of the quail up on the mountain, the dark cloud, the voice, the trumpets, the shaking. We're talking, wow. And they didn't believe. So God proved that that system was a temporary thing, but they requested. So God says, we're gonna do a whole better deal now. We're gonna go back to the original design. The first people meant to do is take dominion. So Jesus didn't appear to the masses, appeared to the believers in secret, because what would happen then, they were to be witnesses. You start to think like, you start to go, oh my gosh, this is insane. You got people all around the world having dreams about the Lord, etc. but we're His witnesses. So God's motivation, so God is love, for God so loved the world that He gave His, gave his only begotten Son that whoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. F- a, 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 a faith is energised by love, according to Galatians. So that's the, that's the dimension of the power source and the spirit of it. Outside of that, everything, the universe is run on a judicial basis. That's why we are witnesses. What about the saints that have died before us with a testimony 
that people occasionally see in dreams and stuff. They're called the cloud of witnesses. And then you've got judgments. But, but I believe that so much in this season can be turned around when the church understands its roles as partakers of the divine nature and able to administrate things. In the realm of the spirit, and you can't, it's not like, it's not like if, if the church became just all intercessors or just all prophets, people need to be fed. Schools need to be built. The gospel needs to be preached. So in concert, we are administrators of the justice of heaven. That's incredibly, we are ambassadors. All of creation is waiting for us to become less churchy and more dewy. Because I'll tell you what, we get great information, but are we, are we, are we using it? So what I wanna do is I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start to land the plane in a minute, but I wanna leave with some, some thoughts of where we get started around the Word of God. Isaiah 43, 26. God says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. God wants us to know his word and his promises. So when things are not working out like that, we actually come to him with his word. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't, I don't, when I pray, I quote the word, not because I'm trying to demonstrate to people I really am diligent with my memory verses, but the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. When you speak the word of God, you're reminding God of what he's already said. I love that wherever any two or more agree touching anything, Lord, where there's two or more in your name, whatever you bind on earth is bound, have you give us the keys of the kingdom. By his stripes we are healed. And, and you, 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 you're speaking that, but God wants us to bring him into remembrance, but you can't remind him of things you don't know. If you don't know the word, you don't know the promises on your life, this is really important. I'm going to, I'm not gonna to get too technical. I'm not gonna to get too technical. But what we wanna do is this. Is what happening in the world lining up with God's design for the earth? Of course it's not. And this is why we need to get into it and study it and get it on the inside of us. But this is really important. I'm gonna give two examples. One's from Steve Schultz of Elijah List. One's my testimony. Because we've got to learn the basis of judgments. And the basis of judgments is God's justice and the will of God. It's not like, oh, I don't like this. It's, it's, no, no, no. This, is, this transcends a personal need. You get people get stuck. Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Ha, ha, ha. Like Jesus says, don't, don't, don't. Worrying achieves nothing. If you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added. That's not quid pro quo. That's not scratch God's back first, then he'll scratch yours. It means we couldn't get a five cent breakthrough when we get stuck in our own belly button. When you actually realise that the, the, the kingdom provision is limitless, the most important thing is the word of the Lord. You get the word of the Lord and then you get the provision for the word of the Lord. This is what's so cool about it. Rather than being, you know, I wanna be a gazillionaire, so what? You'd be a gazillionaire next thing, quantitative easing and the, and, the, and the fiat currency just crashes. So, so I, God says, bring me into remembrance. Now, we've turned the Western derivative into a very prissy, nice, doily thing. People are dying of cancer. People are going to hell. You've got a generation, uh, a good conversation the other day with someone Kids in this generation who think they can choose their gender because of the crap being taught? That you can do gender affirming care in Australia now, in one particular hospital, to a three year old. Three old. All right? And we're like, oh, well, praise the Lord. No, 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 we're judges. We govern. This is, this is unjust. And so we get too nice, and oh, this is offense. I'm an offensive person, I polarize people, I don't care, it's, 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 my, it's my gift. <laughs> I'm not gonna come into agreement with that watered down treacle. So if you heard Steve Schultz's testimony, wow. Uh, we're talking, there's been, 
afflicted by sickness, and then there's what Steve Schultz went through. We're talking like smashed years. He's married, I believe he's got kids, and he can barely get out of bed. Smashed. I was sitting, listening to him preach, and one day he started yelling at God, you're not doing your job. And then everything started to change. Wow, do you have a scripture for that? (laughs) Fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We're so locked up in our fake worlds. You know what? Gosh, that's where, no, 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 God loves that. He loves it. And you start to see that God will allow us to go through stuff to provoke our inner world to be, I wanna lay a hold of it. He will allow it. At what point? Which is too, oh, yeah. We've been programmed to have the fear of man more than society. We have to renounce that stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a bondage. Fear of man brings a snare. But what other people think? Other people aren't thinking. You're in good company. Those who, those, uh, uh, all flesh is as grass. And the flower of, uh, 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 the glory of man is the flower of grass. The flower fades, passes away, but he who does, not hears, does the will of God abides forever. So this is a place where God's raising up prophetic judges, people to govern. You have to govern the demons that are tormenting you. We're nasty to people and we're kind on demons and it's stupid. We have to be ruthless with the demonic. Ruthless with the demonic. So his life turned around and he came to a place of healing. So anyway, my story, I carumba. My kids are gonna hear this for the first time probably, but it is what it is. Okay. So, in that song, you've had a bad day. Well, spirit of death came on me. No, it's real. Valley shadow of death, spirit of death. Uh, I remember I was looked grey and um, someone from the state said, you don't look good. I said, I'm not. <laughs> Sometimes when you're taking territory, demons try and intimidate you. But if you don't take territory, you're gonna, gonna get your butt kicked. Not, you, the, 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 the armour of God only has the front part. You, you, you meant to go forward. Spirit of death. So I literally couldn't breathe for months. You go, how bad? Uh, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, not an asthma attack, I just couldn't breathe. So elders go, can we pray for you? And I'll go, yes, please. This is really important. This is, there's a lot of mechanics in my stories. So they all lay hands on me, I'm sitting in a chair. In Jesus' name, elders get the anointed with, ah. Do you feel anything change? Nah. Do you feel better? Nah. What happened that night, I couldn't breathe. I'm in bed and a man in white walks in the room. And he did this, uh, my, so, my chest, and he went like this, he just went. It's like he opened a window and it's sort of like, I'm lying there and I was like, oh, and I could breathe. I'm like, oh my, so, so some of us, we want the goosebump. See, when you're coming to healing rooms, you receive it by faith. You receive it by faith. Then what would happen, it'd be, it would be okay. I remember preaching at a conference. This is, this is not fair. I'm telling you, this is not fair. I'm like, I remember going, walking up this hill in Queensland, like, <laughs> and then I'd preach, the anointing would come on me. I'd go, I'm healed. And then the next day, <laughs> Who's ever been really sick and God touches them to minister and when they stop ministering, the touch leaves? No fair. Now, I felt sorry for myself. So what happened was, this lasted for too long. F.F. Bosworth, Christ the healer. Boy, his stripes, we are healed. But obviously I was locked up. And what happened was, I'm in my, not the house, I live in now, the old house. And I screamed at God, screamed at him. I brought, I, 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 see here, Steve was going, you're not doing a job. He, oh, that's pretty full on. But it came from a deep place. Came from the golden bowl, okay? And I just went, what? Show me what I need to know. 
And I'm screaming at God. I'm sure people in the park across the road going, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. What, uh, uh, what, what, who, who, who. Show me what I need to know. Vision of my mother. Vision of a vampire bat. And, and, and the Lord, I'm like, what? And the Lord showed me, he said, when your mother was in a backslidden state as a Christian, she engaged in the new age and even some of the occult because of influences around her and that's what took her out and that's come down on you and the vampires drink blood and the life is in the blood. My life was being drained from me. But it came when I went, got in God's face because it was real. So I got, went before the Lord. I said, Lord, I just repent for anything that happened in my bloodline with my mum. Mum's in heaven. She repented, right? But she was cut short. I'm like, show me what I need to know. And he shows me. I mean, how amazing is God? So I repent on her behalf, apply the blood of Jesus. And then I heard a voice say, you're gonna start to feel better. And I, my condition completely improved. And I knew that I was healed because right after that, I picked my kids up from school, took them out to somewhere to eat and they were fighting with each other as usual and I actually really enjoyed it. Because <laughs> my frequency had picked up. And so we're being trained in this season to be real with God. And we, and, and, and we are still in that season. It says, if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. We get a chance to make corrections in our life. This is not like I'm gonna instruct people and they're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about things like courts of heaven. We're, talking about the, we're gonna talk about the prophetic. We're gonna talk about all sorts of different modalities. But you are partakers of the divine nature. Do you know, I mean, that's a, who knows that's a big deal? You know, and, and do you know what? If you, if, if you fall off the perch, you won't be wanting to come back here. Like, like it's amazing, like amazing. However, you're here an incredibly privileged time in history where we can pray against unjust wars. You know that we're doing uh, soul winning crusades in Argentina, and Kenya later in the year, that we're doing a lot of work covertly, I suppose, in places like New Zealand and other places doing a big thing in Indonesia. Like this is, we're, we're busy. But here's the most important thing. I want you as a takeaway to realise that you cannot be a judge unless you're first a barrister and a solicitor. You cannot be a barrister and a solicitor unless you know your stuff. And so we need to know the Word of God. This is a season of intense consecration, but it's exciting. It's exci who's excited? Come on, come on. The, the, I, I, I won't necessarily use it, put it up there, but it says in Ezekiel, I searched for someone who would stand in the gap and be a repair of the breach. Did you know right now, there are people, there are occult organisations. I mean, I just, this is this real light subject to finish on. Yay. We, we got no idea because what's happening, there's so much happening away from the gaze of the masses. We're being fed rubbish. I've got nothing against this person. So just so you know, I've never seen such fawning over a celebrity like Taylor Swift. Tay Tay. What you got, the world is being engineered to be collapsing and it is, it's a false flag thing over here and it's almost like she should run for PM because we are seeing such misdirection at the, at the same time you actually have on the news the most pathetic divorce process of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Meanwhile, no one knows anything about the Epstein files. This is a real big deal. There is so much trafficking going on, so much evil, and this is why we have to lay a hold of God first, let Him lay a hold of us, but He's gonna use people in the body so powerfully to change history. Can someone say amen? amen. This is exciting. But we always engage initially in the realm of the Spirit. It's not my might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So we're gonna continue on this theme. I'm gonna wrap it up there. 
But I'll tell you what right now, this is exciting things, exciting things, so amazing, so amazing. You know, Lord, your judgments are to be desired more than gold. Yes, much fine gold. We get to influence the earth to make the crooked way straight so we see resurrection glory manifest everywhere. Everywhere, praise God. Can we put on some pads, please? Can you get out your communion, please? So everything is activated by faith. <laughs> everything. Everything? Everything. So we're talking about being a partake of the divine nature. <laughs> Literally. Now I'm not I'm not a Mr. Transubstantiation sort of guy. But what this does, I'm not into transubstantiation around communion any more than I believe there's electricity in the waters of baptism. You engage it by faith as a point of contact and your faith opens a portal from the, from the realms of heaven. You hear what I'm saying? It's a point of contact. Today, I want you to be excited because it's like you, you, you already have, by the way, but you're activating through your conscious mind that you are around communion receiving a divine blood transfusion. That the nature of God superimposed in the realm of the Spirit over your natural body in a spirit of quickening. I tell you what, you're not who you think you are. You're, you're way more amazing. It's got nothing to do with personality types or the, 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 the psyche or anything like that. It's the fact that you're joined to the Lord and He's put you on the earth to represent Him, not just as an ambassador, but as a son. And all of creation is waiting for you to work out that you're not under the powerless Western derivative that, that breeds an orphan spirit and poverty, but you're called to rule and reign and move mountains in Jesus' Name. Isn't that exciting? I'm gonna pray for communion. And I want you by faith when you look at it, when you just look at it while I'm praying, and I want you to just attach your faith to it. Holy Spirit, I thank You. You said do this often. So we thank You for the power of communion. Right now, I thank You by faith for Your glory to manifest in people's world the minute we partake of it. I thank You. Jesus, thank You for dying for us. Thank You for blessing us. Thank You that You're raising up judges. You're raising up governors. You're raising up kings and priests according to the order of Melchizedek. We thank You, Lord. Bless this communion and let it be quickening to us in Jesus' Name. Amen. One more thing. This got quick into my spirit as that we were, um, Rachel was finishing up the worship. It's in 1 Samuel 17. Don't, don't put it up. It's very important. This is a word that came to me. Goliath said this, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. And what happens is the enemy will always bring you back to that place of just being a man or just being a woman. And God wants you to see that you are not just an image bearer, but you're His proxy on the earth and that you have the divine nature. But the enemy always wants you to look at your past, your failures, your cycles, and by looking at them, you can never change them. He wants you to see that you're a divine image bearer, but that you're His proxy on the earth. That's why He said, give me a man. And when you start to see that, that, that you, you, those who join the Lord are one spirit with Him, you start to see Jesus in your world. You start to change. Who's excited? Come on. So we gotta, we're just gonna break that in Jesus' Name. Lord, I just thank You. We just break all carnal thinking, all limiting beliefs. We thank You, Lord God, that we are partakers of the divine nature. Bless everyone here and I just thank you today. Today is a day that's full of divine encounter and your presence in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.
Don't forget Tuesday night, we've got our meeting. We've got obviously uh, um, self-governance this afternoon, the series, Tuesday night. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be huge. And healing rooms here at one o'clock.